Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. And we are going to look at a special issue of The Incredible Hulk. Man, we're going to look at a lot of Hulks coming up, Ed. But we're going to start here. This is the uh, the first Liam Sharp takeover. Uh, was the regular artist on Incredible Hulk for, I don't know, six or eight issues. Not a long run, but a pretty memorable one and a badass one. Following Gary Frank and following this uh, Pantheon story. <laughs> and, uh, this first issue is really interesting for a new artist to come on board because, uh, you know, it's it's an anniversary double-sized issue, but Gary Frank, the longtime penciler for this, maybe two years or so, he was the penciler on Incredible Hulk. This is his last issue, so you get half of it drawn by Gary Frank, and then you have your new penciler coming on board, Liam Sharp drawing the other half. Kind of a cool transition for, uh, for, for, for bringing in a new artist. 1995, it looks like. Uh, my first issue, uh, first couple of issues of, of Wizard Magazine in the th late 30s, 37, 38, 39, uh, introduces the fact that Liam Sharp is going to be coming over to do Incredible Hulk. And at this point, I'm young enough that uh, it's sort of new enough to comics and things that, that I'm giving everything a shot every couple of years or something. Like, like I will just grab a random Hulk. Uh, if it speaks to me, if it looks like the only thing that's good when I go to the grocery store with mom or whatever. And I read Hulk comics when McFarlane was making them shits, man. So that Hulk spoke to me. I read comics when Jeff Purvis was making com the Hulk comics. Those things spoke to me. I read the Del Quiones. Uh When Gary Frank comes on board and it's the kind of soft-hearted, like, Sulat head Hulk and where he's softer and stuff. Um, I liked the line work and, and the way that he drew, but the Hulk was corny to me. And, and I hated it. And, and, you know, it isn't Gary Frank. Obviously, like, you look at other books he's drawn, he's fine. That version of the Hulk, though, it's like Professor Hulk. Right. It's clean cut, his hair is combed and exactly. stuff. It's everything I'm not interested in. It's every other superhero book. I tried it, uh, I, I tried it like two or three times where I just got grabbed random, like, Gary Frank issues. And I'm like, what is this? Hulk, but when I saw that promotional stuff in Wizard, where it was just one image uh, with, you know, a bulging veined uh, Incredible Hulk with Liam Sharp, who I recognized from um, Death's Head 2, yes, exactly. the, the, uh, the, uh, the X-Men issues that, that, I, that I got, um, I, you know, I, I got this off the stand. You know, I couldn't wait for this thing to come out. I hope it made it to Kmart. It made it to Kmart. And it was cool to uh, be able to scoop up. I don't know what this cover is. Like, I guess that's a hologram. Yeah. Um, it's really pretty cool. You mm -hmm. know, I feel like they did a lot of these different gimmick covers at this time period. This one's pretty good, and it's a good trans. It's a good Hulk change uh, image. But I, I really like this effect. I feel like it's a good application of uh, what's often just a stupid, stupid gimmick. They perfected in Fatal Attraction. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man. Let's let's go through this and, and get a look. You know, interesting stuff happening here. I had cut out a Hulk by this point uh -huh. because this Pantheon storyline ran almost four years. <laughs> and it's my least... Look, I just read 500 issues of the Hulk twice. Yeah. It's my least interesting storyline. And, you know, Peter David, I have these ups and downs with because, like, four years of this storyline, and I did not like it at all. Did, um, did, it, did it build and, and, and really get... To somewhere sexy is this the culmination uh, of of that four year arc because it because if it is what a freaking popcorn fart man 
Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it is a build. It's exactly what you said, Ed. It, it is a build to this. You know, this is like all the characters that we've been seeing are here and stuff. But the payoff just, it's like the rest of the story. I didn't follow any of these characters. I didn't care for any of this stuff. Within the issue, um, there's all this buildup. So a lot of people live in this presumably right. Mount Olympus kind of analog place. There's families and whole society that lives here. So we need to evacuate because there's this impending threat. Uh, that's coming. So many pages are spent with that. And and by the way, the division with the art, it's not clean. Like there's a, there's two pages of Gary Frank with these enemies that come through, and it just shouldn't be. You know, like that's where you put the new guy in to you you set things up for him. You know, you lay down in the middle of the ring for Liam Sharp to uh, to to come on board. So the transition is is a little bit awkward with that even. Hulk, my favorite Marvel character, right? This is the least cool-looking Hulk. Could you make the Hulk look any worse? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. You don't even... Like, if you were looking at that original art page, you would not even know that that's the Hulk. No part of that costume is good. And also, this guy sucks, too. <laughs> like, with that floating head on that big metal body. It's, re it's really bad. Like, the Pantheon, the only reason I knew about these guys was from uh, the Marvel Universe Series 3 cards. There's like a, a card of the Pantheon, and it's like, this doesn't even sound cool. This is your big bad guy. Exactly. This is who the Hulk is facing in this issue. This is your four years of buildup to this. Do better. <laughs> I, like, it's and, inexplicable, and, because like Peter David has some of my favorite moments in the Hulk, or Peter David moments, and somehow like this storyline just... And I'm sure there'll be calm, you know, you always get dissenting comments... But I can't defend this story. Like it's just not interesting for years. In terms of story structure, it, it just it just just writing, uh, character breakdowns and stuff. They all have the same kind of Peter Davidisms in terms of their quips and stuff like that. Even in scary and hairy moments, these guys will be making their Batman, Adam West, fucking puns and shit. He Peter David can't help himself. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I wonder how long he had been riding Hulk at this point. When's he come on? Like 340, something like that? 330, maybe? So yeah, he's, he's, was he's been on here almost 100 issues. Yeah. That's quite a run. And, and see, like, it was fun. I'll be honest. It was fun reading this cold. Like, not reading, like, a million issues ahead of time. And just launching in, judging this comic on its own, by its merits, the way that I used to do as a shorty and all that stuff. And, um... You know, you're setting up all this. He does a reasonably good job. Like even you know on page one, like setting up the stakes immediately. Yeah. So so that's that's a that's a cool thing. Uh, you know, you launch into things, but then there's like these little strokes where, he, what is this? Like uh, Hulk can just kind of astral project to uh, Doc Sampson. <laughs> you know what's nice though with the Gary Frank art? He still has a relatively thick middle on Hulk. I hate whenever Hulk's waist gets it's like tapered and tapered and tapered until he's just. Basically, he's uh, Savage Dragon or any of these guys, and I like Savage Dragon, but Hulk was always wide, you know? Again, like, one of the things that made him different than all the superheroes is he really looked different, and as they, like, merge personalities, they get that tapered look, and Del Keon, I think, is the first guy to really bring that in, and then it just gets more and more exaggerated as his waist gets smaller and smaller, takes away all the power. It's like old wrestlers, you know how they're built with oh, that, yeah. like, barrel in the middle? That's what Hulk had for most of his history, and... I, I like that part, you know, like as he gets more refined, it, it disappoints me. Look at the early digital coloring on this stuff, how plastic that skin looks. Oh, yeah, it looks awful, man. 
he really looks like a surfer that just came in for the day. I think this is a really nice panel. Uh, pretty good face and perspective on him. And this driver's all scarred up face. Achilles is this character, but just not a lot of personality in any of these, uh, any of these, any of these guys. I know, just like all like like the same boring kind of costume and stuff. Now Gary Frank, like, like Hulk wasn't the book for him, but even though he was on it for years. When he, he leaves this to go to Supergirl, I think with Peter David, like, I followed him. I went with him. I thought it was, I He's thought a it was good cartoonist. Stuff. I'm not sure it's any cartoonist that would have made me like this version of the Hulk. No, uh, yeah, of course. But, like, that's another thing, by the way. Like, uh, when the writer gets, like, so in, ingrained with the series, um, it becomes masturbatory. It's not the way, like the great writers like Alan Moore and people who really try to play to the strengths of their artists. Uh, Peter David has a mission and he's going to do his mission no matter who is a part of it. That's why the um, introduction of Liam Sharp is kind of nothing because the visual of it, it looks like some alternate dimension. Like we'll get, I'll explain when we get there. So the storyline is this guy has, uh, he's been cornered. Basically, they, they put him on trial as, you know, I don't even know what the stakes were for the trial. But his reaction is to call out these, like, knights, these uh, unstoppable knights that are, once he starts them in motion, he can't, nothing can stop them except his death. And he challenges Hulk, like, you know, you could kill me. That, that would save the day. But, of course, you know, Hulk can't do that. So these knights are coming, and that's what's happening. All the people are being evacuated, although it doesn't look that that uh intense this evacuation it's very orderly as they're walking away from uh possible death they have some time man the double lighting with the purple is really effective on that green skin yeah and in the close-up here i think that looks really good they should have double lit the nose there it looks like he drew it to be double lit yeah this is where he's taunting him about uh wouldn't want to lose control because i think what happens and and you correct me because you're the one that read this stuff uh, as we move on through this issue, like if he does lose control, like see he's very civilized and all that. So he's like reverse Hulk. This is a bizarro world Hulk. Hulk. If he loses control, he turns to Bruce Banner. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a it's a. You can understand why a writer, how a writer would get here because you're you're trying to look at this at this point 30 year old character in in new light and yeah. whatever and and how do you invert what were our expectations. Not my, again, not my favorite storyline in Hulk. And here's the other thing, like, 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 point against Peter David. Uh, when you have him transition and go back to Bruce Banner, you can't give us a couple of gnarly Liam Sharp pages with the Hulk and have Liam Sharp be the guy to turn him to Bruce Wayne. I mean, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Don't give me that. That is too much of a tease. We interrupt this program to pay some bills. Ed and I are both Eisner Award-winning cartoonists, and here are some of our latest comics. Ed Piscor's Red Room, the antisocial network, out now, available wherever you buy books, comic shops, bookstores, online, directly from the publisher, whatever works for you. If you're into graphic violence and depravity, this is the book for you. The best outlaw horror comic being published today and available wherever comics are bought and sold. And the new series of Red Room, Red Room Trigger Warnings, going to be a big 2022 for us, Ed. Red Room Trigger Warnings starting in February 2022. You see the main cover here. There are also variants, including my Robert Crumb homage for Trigger Warnings number one. Peach Momoko 
and the uh, retailer incentive variant by Ed Piscor. These will be out in February. And due to some uh, ransomware issues with the distributor, these may be the most rare Red Room comics ever published. So pick these up whenever you see them. And uh, February, right around the corner, these will be in your local comic shop before you know it. So grab those at the first chance that you have. My next big project, Hulk Grand Design Monster, will be out in comic book shops March 2022. And uh, I have some marching orders for the cartoonist Kayfabe Faithful out there. I want this to be the most pre-ordered, subscription-held comics that your local comic shop has ever seen or dealt with. So get in your comic shop owner's face with your phone, show them this cover, tell them you want this book on your pool list in your subscription box, and basically make them sick of hearing about Hulk Grand Design. 40 years of Incredible Hulk comics put down in two issues, Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness, coming in April 2022. This tells about 10,000 pages of comics in a concise, super dense, and uh, hopefully well-designed 80 pages. And uh, you will want to, to uh, pick this book up. It's perfect for the new readers. It's perfect for the longtime fans. It's perfect for the fans of Cartoonist Kayfabe. So tell your local comic shop about this and uh, tell it to them three or four times. Sometimes you need to hear it more than once to uh, make it stick. But hey, Marvel didn't back me up with Retailer Incentive Comics. And to me, that is a slap in the cartoonist kayfabe community's face that they don't believe this is one of their top selling books. Let's change their mind. Let's prove them wrong. Let's show them what cartoonist kayfabe is all about. And we've got some great variant covers available, starting with Ed Piscor's variant for Monster here, a throwback to uh, Wolverine, first appearance of Wolverine costume-wise, but the classic, iconic McFarlane cover there. Um, that's a brilliant idea, man, and I love those greens. Peach Momoko turning into a cartoonist kayfabe darling here with uh, between Red Room and Hulk, man, that's a lot of Peach Momoko variants, and the great Marcos Martin doing the Hulk transformation cover variant. Pretty awesome. I'm a little bit jealous that he nailed this on a cover looks cool to me man you said it off the, off the bat man uh not retail incentive variants so that means that kayfabers you could get every flavor that you want it's all within your range man so get your hands on 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 the on the complete set and uh once again man tell your local comic shop owner hulk grand design pre-order them for you and order them big and now back to our regular scheduled programming one of the subplots of this issue is betty hulk sends betty away that's what achilles has taken her Take her to Doc Sampson, and Doc Sampson will watch. That's what the hologram Hulk was instructing Doc Sampson to do earlier. And uh, as soon as they get there, Doc Sampson pulls out Achilles and wants to know what's going on. Betty takes that as her uh, opportunity to hijack this Knight Rider-esque car. Doc Sampson's a himbo, man. <laughs> Doc Sampson messes up almost everything he does. <laughs> because his goal wasn't to set Betty free. You know, it was just he can't help himself. And just once again, I hate I hate this character so much. And it looks even weirder when Liam Sharp starts to draw him. I wonder if this guy is supposed to be... Well, I think he shows up before... Maybe right around the beginning of Image. It feels like this is an Image cutting a promo on Image in some way. Yeah. So... Here's our pending doom. This is the, the super evil force that we've got to evacuate and the Hulk is scared of. Not very intimidating looking. N not at all. And, and this, is, this is the page that Liam Sharp should have started drawing. And, and you don't introduce that thing. Like, I, I get it, man. You don't got all the real estate in the world. But you got to account for that in, in, in your narrative. It's making me think that Peter David writes more detailed scripts or something because there's like a lot to get in here. Because if this was visually plotted out, you know this this image would have to be big. It would have to have a lot of impact. And the artist would 
be prepared for that because they, you know, were were sort of recruited to tell stories that way. You know, you have to have your Kirby dyna- dynamism in, in a moment like that. Even the character's reaction, like, there's no sense of, you know, the build-up to this. We're on page 22. This is a comic book's worth of, of action has transpired up to this point, and it's all in anticipation of what these guys are going to do. Like, they're going to destroy the world, maybe. Who knows? And this is the, your character reaction when they show up. This is also your reader reaction, by the way, because <laughs> this is underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty weak. I mean, in some ways, it's not even one issue as a build-up here in 22 pages. This is four years of build-up. Yeah. Looks a little bit better here, but it still is not your some killer page. Like, yeah. Those guys do not feel like bad guys worthy of... Uh, and look, you know, like, they're even setting it up as promo. They're like, pushing they're, it. They're getting behind this. They're pushing it, man. So, exit Gary Frank. Uh, running right towards the camera. You know, we got to put an ad here because we're getting a two-page spread. And th- things are going to change. Hulk is gigantic as he's running towards this world threat that's, uh, you know, the bottom quarter of a page. Yeah, like a couple little hypodermic swords. Like, not even a cool cool weapon. And here we go. And we just look at that severe red. It just... And, and then you get to really see these guys. It feels like they just... You know, the end of um, Evil Dead 2 when he goes to Army of Darkness land. Like, they just teleported to another place man like this is not the same universe this is a completely different place so like that's what i'm saying man like peter david he's got this coming if i knew he liam sharp is coming peter david must know fucking forget about like whatever the heck it was you were doing because you got two very different looking artists in two seconds creatively i could come up with 10 different ideas to to like match up and and use both styles to great effect for for a comic but yeah, peter david just has his jerk off this is this is you know like almost going back to savage hulk but there's no moment of like you know have him get beat up yeah or, it's, or it's do w- something to make it be like okay this is the meaner version you know like hulk has to dig deeper to come out of this it's not visually it looks like he has done that but there's no story there no it's nothing like, yeah 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 it's it's yeah it's just let me pop some veins and turn the page <laughs> and once again that guy sucks so much <laughs> nobody can draw him good but then liam short bringing this kind of like occultist imagery and stuff i always marvel at liam sharp's amount of uh line work amount of detail design whatever all these elements like man that guy i don't know how he's ever done a monthly book yeah. and yet it seems like he's got a track record of doing monthly books on time for 30 years i don't know how you do this in a, in a month hungry and now betty banner is is back you know wife of the hulk daughter of thunderbolt ross let me get involved in this uh world threatening knights of dread or whatever they're called you know you get you do the monthly book because you spend all your time on the characters and you just don't draw any anything there the uh you know, I guess what's supposed to be the big reveal is these knights are all fallen like gods and and people that are linked to the the pantheon, and like this is her father who we saw die. I don't know a year ago in an issue, so it's shocking that he's back. But yeah, when I see this stuff, fully on board. Yes, <laughs> give me so much more of this. When I see this neck gimmick, not so much. Yeah, man, we've seen a bunch of cartoonists that struggle with the neck. 
sometimes these kind of distorted figures, they're not meant to be seen in 3D. Yeah, I, I don't know how you solve that. I, I guess he just needs a bigger head. Yeah, maybe. But that's uh, approaching Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah, you see, you give me three or four pages of this, and you're going to make me uh, make him turn into Bruce Banner? This feels like a Frazetta Death Dealer homage. Mm. Right? Pretty badass in the background. Yeah, so you bring in the uh, you bring in the British fella to draw the knights and stuff. No, Gary Frank is British too. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Look at those back muscles, man. Almost looks like veins running through his back. Oh yeah, for sure. And then you got the full figure, like female sexy bods and stuff. All right, so got to point this piece out too. This is this is the death of our bad guy. The guy four years four in the years, making. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and and that's it. Yes, it's so ridiculous. I had to go back and reread this for about time number eight this week, <laughs> where I'm like, wait a minute now, because what happens is the knights go away, and Hulk's like, oh, somebody must have must have killed him, and I'm like, wait, where did he die? Yep, four years. Yeah, it's not the death of Kid Four Miracle Man. Four years and it's a double-sized issue. Yeah. You could have given that death two pages, maybe, instead of a quarter of a page. And uh, in the process... See, this stuff, it just it looks like an extra dimension. Like, it doesn't look like Earth. Like, there's floating rocks. Like, the crazy shadow from his fingers on his chest. Like, there's things... It's, it's just, like, all over the place, but I was on board, man. Also, if you have a dude with an eye patch and you're going to crop half his face off, you crop, you don't crop the eye patch. Right. <laughs> the eye patch is the only thing that character has going for him. <laughs> well, that mullet's pretty good, but still, it is the eye patch. And uh, Betty comes back just in time to get a ricocheting bullet, and that is what sets our Hulk off into this. That's your transition. Man, he looks so good there. I know. It's That's like, so badass. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, kid, you want more of this? Nah. Nah, you don't get any more of this. And the transition back, like, like it's a it's a little wonky. One of the biggest things I found in reading all these Hulk issues is how much he changes. And almost, it's, it's rarely is it addressed. Like, it'll be like, oh, he's got this new gimmick that goes on now where he turns into Bruce Banner when he gets mad. Uh, how do we resolve that? You know, and it's always like these, like, almost off-screen kind of resolutions, like, between issues or something, this stuff will fix itself. This one doesn't, but I mean, it's it's kind of anticlimactic whenever it does resolve. And it's the Hulk is full of this. He's smart for a while, and then almost inexplicably, he's not smart anymore. Well, that's where that's where Hulk uh, Hulk Madness and Hulk Monster come come in. That's you, exactly like, right, Jimmy. You got to make all the sense uh, <laughs> of of all that he, stuff. He, his exposure to gamma radiation is much greater than just that one opening bomb. <laughs> Peter David did wrote you a first draft. He he wrote you a, a uh, what do you call it a, a, a Bible to uh, that's right yep to to make the Ultimate Hulk comic. And he's laid low here, our Bruce Banner. He's not going to do anything against these godlike uh, supporting characters, but this guy will. And even this has to happen off screen, right? Like he's going to impale this dude on his sword, but we never actually see that happen. Comics Code Authority, very very important. Yeah, I guess so. We see the aftermath of him going off to that other dimension, and we see angry Bruce Banner, who's sort of in Hulk mode, but like a human, caring for his wife. Already it doesn't. It's, it's falling apart. And it's just done. Yeah, that part's done. This is the next issue, which is a pretty, pretty fun cover. Uh, and, you know, it's an okay issue, but uh, Liam Sharp is really an impressive artist to show up. 
and you know you think of like the clean lines of gary frank and then going back to this this is your your mid-90s kind of perfect art for that time period totally. this is the stuff that's selling although 95 i don't know what's selling but i mean this is the stuff that the early 90s was defined by so pretty exciting i think for longtime hulk readers to come back to this you know shades of del keon shades of simon bisley uh, shades of the Jim Lee kind of Scott Williams heavy inking style. That's that's the cool thing about Liam Sharp because of his British influence being a 2000 AD co coming on board around the time that Biz came on board. Uh, he's playing around with that 90s style, but he's still bringing that British sensibility, and it just looks odd compared to when you know Alex Saviuk starts to adopt the far apart crosshatch for spectacular spider-man or whatever speaking of grand design man shades of fantastic four grand design here a lot of panels uh, gridding out i love how this grid goes into his shirt yeah oh it, yeah it, you're it, right it becomes like the repeat but this is a lot of like setting up you know this this is the end of one direction the mcfarland joint <laughs> how about that yeah man uh, and you know, basically, this is a new chapter in Hulk. We're going to see them take off. Show the promo, Jimmy. Show the promo. This is this is it too, man. This is the main. Look at that. That's a really good cover, I think, for uh, for Liam Sharp. Abomination never looked better. Oh, that's the best Abomination ever. And and like, I had no idea that Abomination existed before because like, I'm still a little kid. I got this off the rack like at the Kmart or whatever. When I saw that, I'm like, yo, that's so sick. And then I remember in a Wizard magazine, it was like the best fights in uh, Marvel Comics history, and it was like Gil Kane. Abomination versus Hulk, and it looked like two little Play-Doh figures. And I'm like, what? It, psh, what is that? <laughs> what is that? This is Hulk, and this is Abomination. What are these little, little Play-Doh muscle-looking figures? When you look at that four, that issue 425, doesn't it feel like we just got to get this Pantheon stuff out of the door so that we can let Liam Sharp be Liam Sharp and do what he does? And I will say this: like Peter David does get on board and, and start setting it up because I'm back in. Yeah, you know, like once you get to this point, it's like. All right, man, he's, he's, he's back on track. I think that story just got out of hand. This is the most Bisley-esque kind of Liam Sharp, uh, I think, time period for him. Listen, man, show the promo. Name withheld. How about that one, everybody? He's throwing it at name withheld, man. <laughs> oh, man. Name withheld. How do you respond? This is uh, going undercover. This is going to be their disguise. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun story, though. This read, is him read, in Florida. Read, read, uh, the, uh, read the one uh, bubble, man. Yeah, this one. Read that shit. Come on. Last sentence. Anyone with brains will take one look and say, hey, it's the Hulk with the fin on his head. Ooh, shots. <laughs> Throwing out shots. Comics were fun whenever creators were taking shots at each other in their books. Yeah, now, now they just uh, do, do it on Twitter. You got to do the disc, the disc tape. Yeah, this was uh, 100% what this is, this this page. This was eye-opening, though, man. I remember when this came out, and it was just like, ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like, you know, if you do a kayfabe fight, like, like uh, you could sell some books, man. Yeah. You could sell some books. I like that he's sticking with the Hulk belt buckle. <laughs> if you want to sell that under undercover disguise, go, go, go with a different belt buckle there. Listen, man, that's a Hermes. It's designer goods. Pretty cool stuff, though. This this is a real fun run, and man, Liam Sharp's a good artist for the Hulk. Fantastic, yeah. It's one of the great one of the great vein artists in uh, modern mainstream comics. I like to imagine Eric Larson critiquing the fin. Like, yeah, they didn't get the fin right. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't like. I like. It's so uh, bare, like that. I imagine that they had the little gristle that that holds that fin up and gives it the gives it the integrity, but it's probably editorial was like that looks a little too close. And some fun character moment. Put it on Betty's head. See what she looks like with the dragon fin. Yeah, man. Just emasculate freaking uh, Savage Dragon, why don't you? 
So there's the, uh, the the Liam Sharp coming on board for his run with Incredible Hulk, and uh, quite a good one, man. A really good abomination. Fantastic, man. I don't think it's going to be the last Hulk we look at on the Kayfabe channel. Uh, Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug, where you can see... I'm going to be diving into Incredible Hulk process, man. Still a lot of Hulk grand design to do yet. Working on some posters, some promos, some goodies, some behind-the-scenes stuff. So you can keep up with all of that on my Patreon. But, man, the marching orders are show your local comic shop owner Hulk grand design. Pull it up on your phone. Pull it up in previews. Tell them to pre-order it. Subscribe to it. I want this to be the most requested pre-ordered comic book those local comic shops have ever seen to the point of they get annoyed. Let's show Marvel what Cartoonist Kayfabe is all about. Red Room, the anti-social network, in stores today. Uh, scoop that comic up ASAP, man. They're, they're going quick. Got to thank all all you guys for uh, getting these comics as gifts for Christmas. I saw a lot of stories on Instagram, and I'm very much appreciative. The Cartoonists Christmas happens when we get that uh, fourth quarter uh, royalty check in March, Jimmy. So thank you guys very much for that. Um, Red Room Trigger trigger Warnings, uh, issue number one, is going to be hitting the stands in February. Uh, going to be coming out on a monthly basis. Same deal as before, every issue completely self-contained. Get it put on your pull list. Scoop it up every month. You can get to our links uh, by way of our link tree in the description below this video, including my Patreon, where you can read Trigger Warnings issues ahead of time. What else do we have out there, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Given those merchandise, Jimmy, we're going to be on our way. Read more comics.